0: Following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester,
1: New York.
2: We recently had our annual planning retreat and have some stuff to share with you following that and then we want to give you a chance to ask us questions and let us know anything that you would like to to hear more about and so forth. come on up here. Um, I'll tell you what, I will sit, let's hope that my mic doesn't feedback, I'll sit right here, unless it causes feedback. Yeah. All right, so if you don't know these wonderful people, this is Elliot Voss, and Shane Wiegand, and Autumn gallego greenwich and Jesse Breisky, and Jesse Pierce, and Ellen Sofa. Oh, thank you, Aiden. <laughs> oh, that was for you. I'm sorry. Nice, <laughs> Pat. Yeah. And uh, we recently had our planning retreat, as I said, and I want to give you a brief overview of the things we talked about there and then, then spend most of our time sharing with you and, and asking and answering questions about the plans that we made for the coming year. Our ministry year begins July 1st staggers opposite the calendar year, and so we make our plans in May and June and, and then live out the whole month that way. Um, before we get into that stuff, I want to give you just a couple of uh, upcoming events that you should be aware, about, aware of. Um, and I think I remembered to put these on the... Yeah, I did. Okay, good. So the first one is that our Pentecost service is June 8th. That is two weeks from today. And we are going to repeat what we did last year, which is to have all the lectionary texts for Pentecost Sunday read aloud in other languages, which kind of mirrors the story of that. So I, I would need to have volunteers of people who know how to read non-English languages. I think last year we had French and German, and we may have, we may have had Hebrew and Greek and uh, some other ones. I don't remember, because I was away. With the, that was our retreat weekend last year, but... So uh, if you know how to read in a language that is not English, please speak to me soon. Huh? Speak to, speak to me in English, right. Um, <laughs> or in very, very, very simple French. Or even more simple Greek. Uh, Koine Greek, preferably. Um, that's a nerd joke. Nerdy pastor joke. Um, yes, thank you for my... I have I've won- not only a dad and a nerd, but knows the pastor jokes as well. Thank you, Ken. Um, all the worst jokes. We also, Thank you, Avila, for advancing us there. We also need people um, to share brief reflections on the assigned text for that day. So just a three- to five-minute reflection, devotional thought on, each of these te- on one of these texts. Uh, so if you're a person who's willing to do that, please talk to me, all right? And then on the 29th of June... We are going to have baptisms during our fifth Sunday festival. So if anybody in the community would like to be baptized, or if you have children, little ones, who you'd like to have baptized or dedicated, we will do all of that on June 29th. So please get in touch with me um, very soon. I would like to be able to plan those details. Um, So... All right, so that's upcoming stuff in the very near future. Let me give you a quick overview of what we talked about at our planning retreat. And then I'll give you a quick overview of the ministry year's plans, and then we can do some Q&A, and these guys can share some stuff as well. So at our retreat, the first thing we did was we got acquainted with some new members of the team. Uh... Elliot and Ellen, on the ends here, are brand new members of the team, and not only are they brand new members of the team, but they're replacing, each of them, members of the team who have served for six years. So we needed to take a little bit of time to get to know each other a little bit, and uh, we're, we're still, we're going to be in process with that throughout the, the year, I'm sure, as we get to know how we all work and that kind of thing. Um, the other thing we did is we discussed some details about the budget um, following the annual meeting at which we voted on, a, on approval of a budget, we had some uh, responses and concerns that were shared with us, and we wanted to kind of debrief that um, information and conversation, and we did so. We talked not only about some specific things in the budget that we might like to to amend, uh, but also, and um, in my opinion, f- for the long term, more importantly, talked about how we can uh, improve our budget development process so that the members who will be asked to vote on it will have a little bit more time to think about it and so forth, and that will uh, you won't see that again until next year when it comes around again, but we did improve that process, I think, uh, significantly, so that will be better next time. Um, You may have questions about what that all means, but I'd ask you to hold those questions today because we're having a congregational meeting about that following worship on June 22nd. Um, So... But that's the other thing we talked about. Then we planned out the 2014-15 ministry year. And then finally, we considered some new ways to help newcomers get acquainted and connected to the artisan community. This is something that we've gradually tried to improve over the years, and we have some new ideas for how people who are kind of new and, and maybe would like to make friends and that sort of thing and get to know a little bit about Artisan uh, without having to wait around for the membership course, which is where we really teach what Artisan is about and where it sits in the history of the church and, and in Rochester and all that stuff. I wanted to give people opportunities more often to do that, and so you'll be hearing more about that in the coming weeks as well. So let me jump ahead to the the plans for the coming ministry year. This is, I think, where, where we're really going to get some interesting Information to you, and I hope that you will be curious and will ask questions, and that's when the that's when the Q part will come along with the Q and A. So you remember, remember, may remember last year, last ministry year, the one that's just concluding. We had a, a thematic thread that ran through everything that we did all year. Do you remember what it was? Beyond our walls. So we talked about being living our faith outside this this space all year last year. This coming year, we're going to to kind of repeat that idea with a new theme, a new thread called Shaped by the Words. Now, we're not going to stop thinking about how to live our lives beyond our walls. That would be bad. We want to keep doing that. But we're going to incorporate those thoughts as we focus our attention to Scripture in this coming year. This um, will come out in a few different ways. Uh, One way is it will affect the sermon series that we have And so rather than having topics a lot like we did last year, we're going to be basing our sermon series on books of the Bible and on lectionary passages and things like that. Um, And alongside that, we're going to be asking you to study these texts ahead of time in your homes, as your families, um, and in your small groups, if your groups are willing to do that occasionally at least, we'd like to ask them to do so. Uh, And then we'll we'll also be hearing from a lot of different voices throughout the year. This will take a couple different forms. One is that we will have guest preachers who will come in a few times throughout the year. Uh, I'm going to do my best, for the most part, to have guest speakers be not white men, uh, because I want you to be exposed to to the the broader spectrum of of, uh, thought and perspective um, on the Bible and its interpretation. There will be a couple of exceptions to that, but uh, for the most part, we want to hear from um, women and people who are non-Anglo when I'm away, because obviously I am both of those things. Uh, The other thing that will happen is um, I would like to begin to develop lay people and kind of help a few of you learn how to work with a text and, and preach it. We've done a little bit of that from time to time over the years. I want to shift that into the next gear. And so I'm calling it, I'm uh, stealing this shamelessly from another church, but I'm calling this the, the College of Preachers. So I'll be talking to some of you in the coming weeks and we'll get together about how to do that. If you're a person who uh, is interested in doing that and thinks that maybe I won't come and find you, please come and find me, all right? So beyond our walls last year, shaped by the words uh, of Scripture this year. And then we plan some important dates. You know, we spend a good amount of time scratching out a calendar for the year, but it's important to know ahead of time this stuff. So uh, if you're the kind of person who writes down dates or puts them in your calendar on your phone, which is how I would do it, um, here's a few of them. So we have galleries, which is our quarterly all-church gathering. Um, I won't read the dates because you can see them on the screen. Um, One of the big important days of the year, Artisan Cider Days. Is October 4th, so if you want to block that off on your calendars, you can do that now. We are going to run two Saturday Journey Together membership workshops. We do one a year usually, but we need to do more than that, so we scheduled them October 18th and April 25th. If you're interested in in deepening your connection with Artisan, the best thing to do is to take that course um, when it comes around in October. We are going to run Financial Peace University, our uh, money management class, and the marriage course, which is, I think, self-explanatory from its title. Um, These are both multi-week, video-based teaching things with a lot of conversation and things like that that helps drive the points home. We don't have exact dates set, I don't believe, yet, but we're going to do them. It's somewhat dependent on who will coordinate these and what dates they have available, but we want to start FPU in September and the marriage course in February. Then other thing is that Artisan Church as of January will be 10 years old. Yeah, we can give an Artisan Woo to that, I think. <laughs> can you believe it? 10 years old. So we're going to have a 10-year anniversary party. Uh, I don't know anything about it except that we're going to rent a cotton candy machine. That's <laughs> and then Mel will, will floss your gums to the point of bleeding afterwards, if, if you want. <laughs> So, that's the coming stuff this year, and I blew through that really quickly because I want to spend most of our time in conversation this morning. We'll go until about 11.15 or so with Q&A, and then we have a communion and a couple more songs. And uh, following worship, I'll mention again, we have our BBQ. So, today is a BBQ and A, right? You know what a BBQ and A is, right? Yeah, it's a BBQ plus q and A. Q&A. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Dad joke. Shane's giving me the eyes like can't get to the questions. They want to ask questions. All right, thank you. Q and A. So, what uh, what questions do you have for uh, me, and more so for the leadership team um, this morning? How can we be uh, thinking ahead about things that you care about and and uh, so forth? Yes, Dallas. Did we already screw up the dates that badly? Is October 4th a Sunday, though? October 4th is Saturday. Okay. October 4th, make sure you're looking at 2014. Yeah, you're thinking way too far ahead, Dallas. <laughs> but that is just the kind of thing that, um, that I would have done, picked a Sunday for Saturdays by accident. So if there are other date corrections or ones you think would be. Let us know. Ken? Yes. Thank you. That did not, it did not make our calendar, but it is happening. Um, Ken's referring to something I told him individually, I think, and uh, a few of us are really excited about this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be called the Artisan Hootenanny. Um, it's going to be a chance for everybody who plays instruments or sings to come together and we'll put together a little house band with artists and regular musicians and we'll just rotate around and you can bring charts and songs and things, worship songs or other songs, whatever you want. Um, And we're going to jam together for like a whole Saturday afternoon maybe or something like that. And so uh, I'm often approached by people who are musicians and they want to get involved, but at, at the most common instruments we just... We have a lot of musicians already, so it's kind of hard to get people involved every time. I want to give people more of a chance to get involved with music, and um, the Artisan Hootenanny is one way that we're going to do that. I don't know when that's going to happen, but we want it to happen soon. It will probably happen this summer for the first time. and then maybe. You know, thank you, Anna. It'll definitely happen this summer for the first time, and we might do more than one throughout the year. Not sure. <coughs> Brenda, did you have a question? Thank you. Are we going to have any more evening services this year? I don't anticipate that we will do that this year. Um, when we expanded the sanctuary, the hope was that we would grow to a, a larger size without needing to go to multiple services, because the size that we've been at for the past couple of years is a, it's challenging to go to multiple services from that size. And um, I do think that multiple services are likely in our future again, but it will be after we fill this room back to the wall um, in its new size and shape, which I don't expect will happen this year. But if people are very diligent in inviting friends and, and um, the church grows a little faster, then we would, would not rule it out. Follow up to that? Brenda? Brenda? Yeah, I'm I'm open to the idea. Did you? Does somebody want to say some more? About? Go ahead. Pass that to Autumn, please. I'm
3: just curious, what programs?
2: yeah i mean i'm i'm certainly open to that i don't know if anybody else has thoughts on this um
1: we, uh, you mentioned women with children we do i i don't know if everybody yeah
2: Thank you for that. I guess I would say just uh, if you you become aware of programs like that that might be suitable to, to bring here, just let us know. Any one of us could handle that information. Point Dan, thank you Esther. what do we all do? You know what I mean? <laughs> nothing <laughs> Are you asking specifically what we what what they do in the church or like what they do for work or <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well I I was nominated to um, be the new treasurer for the leadership team um, so Scott Cranfield is transitioning that role to me and I'm uh, passing the giving manager position that I have held uh, for the past several years uh, onto him and, and also building a, um, a slightly larger uh, financial team uh, for, for Artisan um, I, I also have manage the volunteers um, that run the projector, pro, projectors uh, during the church service, um, and some other behind-the-scenes stuff. But I've been involved with Artisan for, well, almost 10 years now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> One of the old old vines.
0: Outside of Artisan, I'm a software engineer. Um,
2: I,
4: I'm a teacher, and, uh, and here I teach Sunday school, and then I also... On leadership team, I think my role would more be sort of like kind of overseeing and helping encourage our value of uh, justice, and um, I think I try to do that through um, trying to find ways to engage the congregation in uh, justice and outreach efforts in our city here at Rochester, but also um, globally as well, and um, I guess I get real excited about doing that, especially with, um, I work with the bridge, and I'm um, doing things like the supper program are things that I help run. <coughs> oh, Sorry. A little sick. And, uh, sorry, Autumn. It's better. And I rubbed it off so you won't get sick, probably. <laughs> I love you. And uh, that's good. And then also, I'm really passionate about connecting us to um, other churches. Artisans, um, we're not exactly the most diverse place, um, but I, I really love connecting us, like with Baber AME and with Christ Community Church of Rochester, churches that are more um, predominantly African American. Um, to connect us with our brothers and sisters from different backgrounds and perspectives so that we can work together um, in realizing the kingdom of God and his justice in the city of Rochester. And I think I'm also passionate about helping develop other leaders to lead justice initiatives at Artisan Church. And um, that's something that I do a lot of work with as well. And if you're interested in doing anything with social justice, I'd love to help share my experience with you um, to help get your thing going that you want to be doing. And... um, I think that kind of that explains most of it, right? Yeah. So we do like to sit down with other pastors and that kind of stuff. I like it a lot. It's good times. Um,
3: my main passion in ministry is helping shape the um, the life of the church through uh, spiritual formation, through meditative um, prayers, and um, I'm hoping I've started to weave it in um, to the service on Sundays. But I'm also wanting to um, actually have that be a part of. Um, the life of the church to have more um, opportunity for um, contemplative and meditative prayer together. So, so that'll hopefully be taking shape this year.
1: Um, I think most of you probably know, but I'm I'm part-time children's pastor here, so I lead children's, youth, and family ministries. Hello, uh, I'm Jesse, and I guess my interests are a bit more scattered, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a part of Artisan since 2007, um, and I'm I'm involved in a variety of ways with drumming, with teaching the kids. Uh, When I do teach the kids, I like to incorporate the church calendar, the church seasons. I think the kids really grasp onto that, and I have a lot of fun with it. Um, I also just am drawn to liturgy and lectionary in general, so the church history component, the roots component, I really grasp onto. I got the movie group uh, started with a couple other people as a connection group. I just love watching film. And so once a month, we gather together in this place and watch a movie and discuss it together. Um, And I've been on the the Pastoral uh, Relations Committee for a while, which is caring for Scott and making sure he has the support uh, that he needs. So that's me.
5: I'm also a little bit scattered, just like Jesse. I'm involved in the Pastoral Relations Committee as well. uh, keeping track of what's going on with scott um i have been a volunteer in the baby room and in the toddler room i i think that probably one of the main ways i've been involved is uh, i have training as a landscape architect and so i've been involved in some of the um, facilities issues and um particularly about landscaping which does not mean you can come and complain to me about every every week you see (laughs) (laughs) Um, who do i talk to about them dandelions (laughs) not me um i can pass on your concerns but uh, So that's one way I've been involved. But I, I also am um, really interested in trying to help people connect, and so I've been involved in some of the, the women's ministry, uh, getting the Babes and Brews program going. Program. <laughs> Not really a program, but the, uh, some of the women's events going. Um, we have a women's retreat coming up next weekend, and uh, some of those things. So
2: You can hold on to it because I have this one. So um, Somebody else will answer another question in a second. Thank you for asking that question, Esther. Um, I, I was... I should remember more that, that you don't all know everybody. <laughs> we're that size now. We're not. We're not everybody knows everybody else. So.
5: One of the things we talked about on our retreat was um, we already are doing some things that maybe aren't explained to people as a way to, to meet other people. So we have the movie nights and the game nights and these uh, the women's babes and brews um, kind of things. And so those are good ways for people to meet new people or meet people that are in the church. And, and I think if we, we talked about trying to explain them more as... and, and um, maybe I'm not thinking of the right word but try to get the, the word out there is that, like, these are things that are already happening and explain to people what happens at those so they're not quite such a scary thing like you don't know who's going to be there or what's going to happen so that's was one, trying to one come up part with a
2: nice way of saying when Scott announces this he should do a better job of explaining that it's not just for people who are already part of Artisan that it's really anybody could and should come to these it's a great way to get to know people at Artisan so thank you for being kind about that but. <laughs>
3: I was going to say that one of our other leadership team members is Jamie, who's not here, and he um, his uh, main ministry is the small groups, and so we want to do a, a, a lot better job of pretty much weekly making sure people know that that's um, the uh, what's available and what the options are throughout the week to jump in in a small group, and then the what's it called afterward? Somebody take this. Oh.
2: Me. <laughs> Coffee and conversation. Yes, so we, we, we talked at a, a congregational meeting over a year ago probably about the idea that um, we have coffee and conversation following the service. And that particular phrase, coffee and conversation, was supposed to be a, like a little mind trigger for you who are regulars to say, oh, coffee and conversation, I should go introduce myself to somebody who's new and make them feel welcome. Um, and uh, we've kind of gotten away from doing that. I've gotten away from reminding you of that idea. So if you hear me say coffee and conversation, and if it's your first Sunday here, you just, you just got uh, inside baseball right off the bat. But if you hear me say coffee and conversation, the idea is that we're, you know, those of us who are artists and regulars are supposed to, to be intentionally welcoming in that five or ten minutes even um, to people who are not regulars. Thank you for remembering that. And I'd say one more thing about connection groups, which is that they really do—they're really wonderful when people just come up with an idea and do them. Um, occasionally, we've had people who've said, "Hey, we should do a beer brewing group," you know, and it just happened, and we brewed beer in our kitchen, and it wasn't even all that formal, but it happened, and people got to know each other doing it. So, uh, if you have ideas for things like that, there's no—you don't have to be sitting on the platform to make something happen at Artisan. That's that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a great question. Um I don't know if anybody here has an answer for that but the simplest and probably most honest answer is not a lot right now. Um, I'm actually much more passionate about spiritual formation personally than I am about evangelism, um, and, which is not to say I'm doing a great job with either one personally as, as a single believer or as the pastor of this community. So I love the idea of teaching Bible studies and that kind of thing, and I'm hopeful that um, this year might give me a little bit more opportunity to to do some of that. There aren't specific plans though. So people who care about that should should keep bugging me about it. <laughs> um, because the year, some of the things we've built into this year were designed to free me to do things other than sermon preparation on certain weeks. We have, Like I mentioned, we have some guest preachers coming in. I'm trying to develop people to do that so that even in future years it'll get even better. But um, probably in this past year there was an imbalance of my time toward that, so we're trying to correct that a little bit and one of the things I would love to do is some of what you've just discussed and mentioned So um, keep bugging me about that, but yeah that is true, Dan, thank you, Journey Together um, though it's only offered now twice a year, does um, a great deal with that kind of uh, content but it's a a one day thing and then it's kind of over with But um, but it, it is also designed to kind of launch a trajectory for people too so thank you for reminding me of that, that's good Jenny. Well, at this particular retreat, we didn't have a session on small groups. We did last year. Um, If any of you have thoughts, please (coughs) jump in. I don't want to just be the only person talking just because I have the luxury of being amplified the second I speak. But... um, we do, one of the things is we do want to incorporate this shaped by the words thing into the small group thing, as I mentioned before. So that's part of it. But.
0: Yeah, and I, um, Scott mentioned that we're going to try to do a, a better job of uh, publicizing small groups, and um, you know, as as they form, uh, bringing more small group options to more people. Um, I think it's been clear over the the year that different people are looking for different things in small groups, and. Uh, just presenting all those different options and, and hopefully having different time slots available for that. Um, but some of the things that we've also discussed about small groups this year is following the lectionary along with the sermon maybe a week or two in advance uh, as, a, as a good option for small groups to study the Bible um, before Scott preaches, or or anyone um, preaches on the topic um, to kind of engage the scripture in different angles. Um, I know we have a uh, summer read program coming up again, uh, mm-hmm. if, kind of if all of Artisan read the same book uh, type deal. Um, Scott might want to talk more about that, but that'll that's another
4: thing that small groups can engage in.
2: Yeah, thank you. We
4: and I know that Jamie on the retreat also said that he like he feels like this last year was just a getting small groups going, trying to get leaders. And this year he really wants to focus, like you said, on the promotion and on making better on-ramps for people to get involved with those small groups and aware. And So that's something yeah. that he's passionate about trying to do.
2: Right. And he's away with his wife this weekend, so um, he would be able to speak more to that um.
1: also um i will definitely want to work with jamie this year to see more groups start that can incorporate children so whether they're being babysat or they're part of the conversation families have had a hard time in the past being a part of these kind of groups and we want to see that change
2: go ahead brenda
0: (laughs) they do exist they do exist yeah Um,
2: <laughs> you know, we'd.
3: Um... I mean, unless somebody wanted to form a group that was specifically for a certain age group, we're really wanting the small groups to be a place where, where it is a diverse group, you know, and, and that it's open to everyone, and really just based on time and location, um, it would be the reason why we would want you know, people to come together as a community. But, you know, if somebody wanted to form a, a specific group, that, you know, we could be open to it.
2: Yeah. We have time for a couple more. Del? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Mhm um, yeah we probably don 't have time to each answer that question individually, but so maybe in the interest of getting one more other question in i 'll try to summarize what I heard coming from people at the retreat, and let 's keep having that conversation because that 's really what spiritual leadership is in my opinion it's it 's kind of uh, following God's leading in your own life as you lead others. So that's where I'll start. With me, I think God's leading in my own life is get your nose in the book <laughs> more this year than you did last year. And so this Shaped by the Words thing is, in some ways, it's a selfish thing for me to be able to improve my own personal spiritual formation and to lead from that place. Um, so... That's, that was kind of the starting point of the conversation for the the year's themes at the retreat. And then following my presentation of that idea, there was some, some nice, interesting back and forth with with that. Um, specifically about, like, let's make sure we don't lose what we talked about last year. We, we still, this is just people on the team whose primary passion is really about being beyond our walls. And the convenient thing there is that Scripture speaks all up and down itself about being beyond our walls. So uh, It's more a matter of keeping our eye on the ball as we go through. Um, but that's you know, kind of like from the... I hope we're not too hierarchical here, hierarchical here at Artisan, but you do have a, one person who you call pastor, and I almost have enough gray hair now that you might could call me senior pastor, but I'd prefer you didn't. Um, but that's, that's where I think the vision begins this coming year. And uh, I, without letting everybody give a, f- a two- or three-minute response, which would take us past burger time, um, I'll just say that I, I affirm what I heard from everybody, uh, Jamie included, at the retreat, as far as how we could incorporate those thoughts into that. And if anybody uh, on the panel wants to answer that specific question because you have something really burning, please do. But I just don't want to expect that all of us will.
3: I was just going to say that something that I think was really shaping was, um, you know, when we were doing Beyond Our Walls as a theme this last year. And we had, for example, the guys from Need come and talk to us. And we were saying, What can we do? What can we do beyond our walls? They said, Pray. And so I, I think when we're talking about being shaped by the words, that's, um, I'm not going to put, I don't think any of us want to put a goal on you know, what that looks like, but to be really intentional about the life of this church, being shaped by the word, to be beyond our walls, serve all of the things that 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 really means.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I would echo that. Being somewhat familiar with uh, how church plants work, uh, a lot of young churches, when they have a new church, they're very much... Uh, you know, passionate about certain things and what they envision their church being and we want to be about this and we want to be about this. And, uh, you know, that was artisan in its early days. And I think we're growing up a bit. We have a lot more families. We're getting older. And a lot of church plants, you know, as they get older, it becomes less and less about, okay, we want to do this and we want to do this. And it becomes, you know, what do you want us to be, God? You know, we, we followed these things. We have these values. But what do you want us to be? And I think we're in that growing up phase where as Autumn said, we're, we're reflecting more, we're asking God more. Uh, what do you want us to be? We're being uh, more rooted in scripture, allowing scripture to shape us. So I think we're growing up in that respect. So yeah. I, think,
4: I think a really key part of that is that it is, a, we really like, like with the budget process, we want to make those kinds of things bigger conversations. Cause I, I mean, we really are a a church of what's the word like the protestant idea of like a royal priesthood or priesthood a, of all
2: believers yeah the priesthood of the,
4: yeah all of us having a say and all of us being shaped by god's word and and i think we're definitely being lead toward led towards and me personally towards caring for the poor in our city um and the relationships we've built at baber african methodist episcopal church and the relationship we've built with um, marlo washington and some of his deacons in his church like I think to me has been a very intentional foundation to not to for us to continue hearing from the word, but that foundation is to hear from people who are living those experiences and who are in those places, and to hear what they're hearing from the words and how they're being shaped from the words, so that we can really partner with them. Because I think what the bridge does with the separate programs is a really awesome thing, but I think it's really important though that we acknowledge our privilege and where we're coming from, and instead of being a sponsor or a paternal figure to those churches to really be a partner. And we're really taking a position of partnership with Baber AME and with C3 and like with NEED. We're trying to work more in partnering with and with Cameron, um, both financially, both volunteer-wise. And we talked a lot on the retreat about this year being shaped by scripture and by prayer, as just like we prayed for the churches this morning. And adding more of that into our liturgy and praying for the needs of our city is... Let's really have our hearts shaped and changed by what God wants us to care about Mm. more than just us and artisan being cool. You know what I'm saying? We're cool, (laughs) not really. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of idea of being shaped by God. So I could ramble on, but I will not.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, the the, the, one risk is is trying to be a cool church. You know, another risk is just saying we have these values on paper. Let's let's try to come up with some way to. Give lip service to them, or give money toward them, or something like that. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things if our hearts aren't collectively being changed and moved toward, um, and around, and through the values that God gave us ten years ago, um, actually more than ten years ago. But um, so, yeah, I, I'm really excited for how this year will kind of the our 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 stated printed values and the individual passions of our leadership and the words of Scripture will all be making this beautiful thread this year. I'm, I, I don't know where it's going to go and that's part of why I'm kind of excited about it. I like, I'm a person who's drawn to possibilities and I'm excited about that. So um, let's end there. Is that okay? All right. Would you thank the leadership team um, with just some applause because these guys are amazing. They went away all weekend last weekend and their, um, their families and spouses were left behind and uh, not in the Tim LaHaye sense, but just in the uh, had-to-eat-alone sense. Uh, so it's a kind of a big, big sacrifice to be part of this team and I'm grateful to each one of these folks. And you heard just in this brief conversation how sharp and high-caliber each of them is. I'm really grateful for all of you. <laughs> Responsible, handsome. Um, so uh, can I call a quick audible here can I have uh, four leadership team members who are not going to be playing music now come up and and help with serving communion I'd like to serve communion this morning I didn't plan this but this is how I want to do it Um, and uh, one, one person on each side can take the wine and juice make sure you pick up at least one of the labels the other person can take the bread which is not labeled because it's just bread and um, I want to uh, invite all of you to, to share in the Lord's table this morning. Are you doing a taste test to make sure it's right? Okay. You're going to tear the bread and dip the juice, so come up from the middle and then out. Yeah. Um, thank you. I should have planned that ahead. I apologize. All of you are welcome, if you are following Jesus in this place, to partake in this sacred ritual, this sacrament of the church, um, the table of the Lord. Uh, You can tear a piece of the bread remembering his broken body and dip it in the wine or the juice, whatever is more appropriate for you and your family, remembering his shed blood. And uh, as you do this, receive the food for your souls. May it be for you the body and blood of Christ Jesus. And we'll continue to worship him in song while this is going on. So uh, come as you will. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.